Welcome to the draft edition of the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford, joined by CAP expert Jake Barker this week. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing well, Justin. How are you doing? Doing not too bad, not too bad. Very excited for this episode. This is probably one of my favorite uh, episodes that we do every year is our draft episode. Because um, <clears throat> I spend a lot of time each year, you know, watching film a lot of these guys. A uh, bit different this year, obviously, the Panthers. No first rounder. Um, so maybe a little less interest. Uh, that being said, though, what do you think of this draft class as a whole? Uh, it's an interesting one because we had a 2020 class that I consider to be really, really strong. And then 2021, I almost <laughs> countered it. It wasn't, I don't want to call it necessarily a week because it's so early. So we don't know what kind of players are going to come out of it, but it felt weak just because they, a lot of the players barely played. It just like, it was just a really weird class. So it's tough to evaluate kind of where this class sits based on recent ones. I like it. I think it's a lot deeper than people give it credit. It's definitely not, it doesn't have, as of now, doesn't have that McDavid, doesn't have that. Like, it doesn't really have a stud where you can look and that, and you'll see it during the draft episode when we talk about it, there's no clear cut number one. And even, and even then it's not like a clear cut, like couple guys that could be really like elite studs that we're talking about right here. Like, I don't know how strong it will be at the top, but that being said, I do think it's deep. I think there's a lot of talented players available here that can contribute heavily to NHL programs in the future. Um, or organizations, I should say. I should say, like, I I'm excited for it. I think it's good. I think 2023 is going to blow it out of the water. But um, this, for now, lots lots to be excited about. There's a lot of players that I really like in here. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with what you said. Like, it's, I mean, last year it, again was a really weird draft class because COVID and a lot of guys didn't really play much or at all. And then this year you kind of get similar, not the same, but there is an impact on a lot of guys, like a lot of OHL guys who didn't have a season last year. So maybe that kind of set them back a bit in their development and their progress. And so I think the effects of that are still going to be seen in this draft class. I agree. Like at the top, I don't remember uh, a draft really in recent history where there was this much debate around uh, that first overall pick. Like it feels like we haven't really had that in a long time. Like, maybe the Nolan Patrick Nico he should draft and I think we all agree now either should have gone first um, but there's a lot of debate going uh, on around that pick but throughout the draft I, I do I think it's really deep um, but one of the big kind of storylines going into this this year's draft uh, coming up on Thursday and we're obviously uh, going to be there uh, in Montreal for the draft 
and are going to vlog it. Uh, but one of the big kind of um, things we're forecasting is with everything going on in Russia and what we've seen uh, with the Flyers goalie prospect over there, do you anticipate we're going to have a lot of Russian players uh, dropping uh, from where they're projected to, to go to where they actually end up going? I think we will see it for the most part. I'm anticipating a few teams that will disregard that a little bit and be okay with taking the faller. For example, I would be very surprised if the Maple Leafs passed on one of the Russians that's going to fall. For example, Danila Yurov. Um, Danila Yurov is an incredible talent that most people would have towards their top 15, if not well in it. That being said, it is a big question mark now, right? That's a, it's a tough situation for these Russian prospects now because there's so much going on that would impact them being able to come over, right? So there's so much like, uncertainty around them that I think it will drop most players a little bit, like those top guys, a little bit, but they'll still get taken. I'm like, like Danilo Yurov is getting drafted. Well, yeah, yeah, Whether yeah. he falls into the second round or not, same with Miroshnichenko, like the main dudes are still going to go. I'm concerned for the Russian prospects that will go, that would typically go like 70 and beyond. Cause that's where it's like, is the risk even worth it at that point? Like there it's, that's with, the one with a first, like, with a first round pick or a first round caliber guy, you can absolutely justify taking a guy, especially if he's falling. But yeah, I agree. I think when you get into that kind of mid-range of guys, like, and I, there are some Russian players projected to go in that range that I, I've watched a bunch and I really do like. And yeah, for sure, I'd be concerned that they don't get drafted. Uh, and it really is a shame too, because you know, like in the past, there's been like you know the whole Russian factor of Russians falling because you're not sure if you can get them over here. But this is it's entirely unprecedented because it's like the players may want to come over, but can they? Are and this they isn't be- a matter of an op- like this isn't like a player issue. This is a it's like government country issue. Yeah. And, and, and so there's obviously that risk. And if you're an NHL team, um, you know, if you do you want to invest, you know, a valuable draft pick in a guy who you don't know if you can get over here. Uh, I'm sure a lot of teams will back off some guys for that reason, but I do think teams like Toronto and probably Carolina will jump at the opportunity to get, you know, a Russian player if, if they're falling. Of course, right? Like they can afford it. If you think about the where the Leafs are and as a hockey franchise, like they don't need that. Like if Daniil Yurov takes if it takes three years for this whole thing to be like kind of get sorted out, and Yurov can come over, that's fine. They don't need the immediate help, right? Like Yurov wouldn't even crack the roster right now. He wouldn't crack like he stay he would stay in Russia anyways. So like it's not a big deal for that to happen. Yeah, right. yeah, like if you're a top team, like you can – A, you probably don't have room for these prospects, right? They may pan out, and even if they do, it's in a few years. It's when you're a rebuilding team and it's like, no, you need to hit on all the – you need to hit on your picks mm-hmm. and you need to get some really good players that can help you and help you pretty soon. Then I think those types of teams are going to probably stay away from uh, some of these Russian players. Maybe Detroit. Yeah, Detroit, yeah. Detroit might swing for it. You know, maybe. Why. Um, Maybe, yeah. But it is it is an interesting one for sure. Definitely kind of complicates things uh, with this draft. Um, 
But I also I want to talk about the the top right now um, because there is just so much going on with that first pick for Montreal. I mean, they're drafting at home with the first overall pick, and there is no consensus on who should be that number one pick. Shane Wright's been the guy for most of the year. Yuri Slavkovsky's gotten himself in that conversation, and a good amount of people are having him as the best prospect in this class, and even Logan Cooley from the U.S. NTDP getting some love. Uh, in your mind, who's the guy from this draft? Who would you who would you take number one? It's it's a challenging question because this is where uh, I actually think because of the depth in this the, the depth in this draft, but also like just the uncertainty around this pick, and, the, and I think it's pretty much clear that it's going to be one of three guys, and it's going to be either Wright, Cooley, or Slaff. Um, no, yeah, no question. In, in, in reality, of all the years, I think this one genuinely comes down to team need, it and like team, like team structure. And I, I hate saying that with the first overall pick because that seems stupid. Because like it's like first overall, you take best player available, but there's so many questions about who best player available actually is. So I think it comes down to like as a team, what are you good at right now? Where could you use some help? Who are you the most confident you can develop? Like what, like it's, it's like fit within your organization. That's not, that's more, sorry. I should say that instead of teammate, it's what guy fits in your organization the best for me, the guy that I think is the most moldable in this case and has like the high upside is Logan Cooley. I would love to see him go. Cause I'm always a big fan of drafting the center at first overall. If you get, like if it's an opportunity for it, um, I think your could add a lot he still has the high end potential, like six, four winger in itself is great. But then you look at the speed, the stick and like the, the stick work, the actual offensive threat that he possesses. I think you're right. could make a team very, very happy as well. But again, it comes down to need with it. And Shane, Shane is a safe pick who I think is a top six center at the next level. And it's going to put up some salt. He's going to contribute greatly to the team. If I'm going for the, the first overall pick, I'm going for the high end upside. Like I'm, I'm a developing team and I'm looking for, some some spark in my lineup like i think logan cooley's a guy if and like so when i look at the habs i i would love for them to get cooley that'd be great i think it'd be a good fit uh i understand why they would go with shane wright as well a little bit safer um you know he's going to play in your top six you've struggled to find centers to get in your top six uh so far you know you're going to get this guy here um and you count on him kind of rebounded with this i think that'd be a fine pick as well um Slaff makes a little bit less sense to me for Montreal, but hypothetically, if you flipped the picks and you had New Jersey going first and Montreal going second, I'm looking at that and saying, well, Slaff is it. That's that's exactly the right play. You have two top six centers, and Slaff will slot in beautifully beside Jack Hughes and Alexander Holtz yeah. in the future. I'm, there you go. Yeah. That's a gorgeous first line. So like, that, that's where it's like it's it's fit within your organization here i think cooley could mold into whatever you need him to be so that's why i'm going to put him as the one for it but it's close and it's going to be really really fun to see how it turns out yeah like it's really tough like personally for me i I do think i I like logan cooley the best out of those three guys um talk about fit though i think i actually like the fit of shane wright better on, on montreal and i know you talk about you know team needs and team fit when you finish last in the league you kind of need anything right like you need to hit you need to hit 
But Montreal's not like one player away. Like, could they use a center? Yes. Could they use a winger? Yes. Could they use a defenseman? Yes. Like, they could use a lot of things. That's why they're drafting first overall. Um, To me, I think if you're Montreal and you think, you know, Nick Suzuki can really bring it with his offense and, and be that number one center for you, then I like Shane Wright as that a little bit more I like Shane Wright's defensive game and the way he processes the game. And I think that is your second line center is a really nice fit for Montreal. Logan Cooley brings, I think a lot more skill to the table. Um, and if you're, but if you're Montreal, then you're probably going Cooley and you have Nick Suzuki playing a more defensive role, which he can do. Um, so fit wise, I think I'd lean Shane Wright, but I do prefer Cooley as a prospect with Yuri Slavkovsky. Um, I, I really like Ureg. I think he's going to be good, but also we have seen recently, like sometimes with these big European wingers uh, from Finland, there's been a couple of them that hasn't always translated right away. I think it's going to take more time with Ureg Slavkovsky. <laughs> Who are you targeting? <laughs> big wingers from Finland. I'm not talking anyone. I'm not talking <laughs> about I'm not talking- going right at the like three prime suspects of it. In Kako, he's lining and play RB. Well, but hey, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> like, no, 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 it's not incorrect. It's I, the... I, I am the biggest Jesse Pugliarvi fan. I talked about him on last week's episode of the show. I love Jesse Pugliarvi. I think he's great. All hail the Bison. But I'm not taking yes, and in that draft class, like you're not taking Jesse Pugliarvi first. You're not taking Patrick Line first. And like Capo Calco, what does he even do? You don't know because he's not even out there. He's scratched. So, uh, just wait, just wait. Like, I like your Xkoski. I think he'll be good, but I think there's a bit more risk there. Like, there's a like he could become a really dominant top line winger, or he could become a third, fourth line power forward winger, right? And that's fine. I think Shane Wright is a top six on any NHL team. So I think he's the safest of those three guys. Uh, and I think Logan Cooley, like he'll sell tickets. He's fun to watch, right? He brings it with the offense. Um so I love, I love his game the best. So I would also have Cooley at one, but I think for the Habs, I think Shane Wright should be the guy. Well, Shane, like, you, you know, best case scenario, like he's going to end up being that like nice first line center. Yeah. And uh, who's the one I, I said this to you a while. It's like at his best. And I, again, I, I still think it's unfair because people undervalue how like legit this player actually is, but as his best or at his best, he becomes like a Patrice Bergeron and that's not a slight on, but like, that's not like a bad thing. Patrice Bergeron is a I think stud, like an absolute like, team. Bergeron is unbelievable. Like that's like an insanely valuable asset. So like, that's where if Shane can reconnect, like kind of get his form back to like what he was in the D minus two, that is a similar like not McDavid, but still a very valuable piece to a franchise, which the Habs could very much use with yeah. that. But at the floor, like you said, like at the floor, Philippe Deneau yeah. with me. And Philippe Deneau, like great player. He, he was the one seed for the Habs for like for their playoff run, right? Like Philippe Deneau is a very good player, but it's more like that, like contributing second line or like would fit better behind Suzuki probably. Would be like kind of the thing, right? Like yeah, like like I think yeah, I think he's gonna be a, a good player, and I think he's mm-hmm. of the three probably the safest. Yuri Slavkovsky to me, I think the upside's tremendous. Right at the upside, you're looking at like a Miko Rantanen type player, right? And at the downside, it's Capo Caco again. So, you know, 
but to me, I, yeah, I, I, I like all three guys, really. I really do. Uh, and so it'll be very interesting to see. Uh, now I was thinking we would do uh, a bit of a mock draft of the first round. I know the Panthers don't have a pick here, but I thought it'd be fun to kind of mock it out, go pick by pick. You make a pick, I make a pick, and kind of discuss who you're taking for that team, why you think it's a good fit. Um, actually, not who you think – yeah, who you think they would take, not who you would take. Yeah, fair enough. Right, like who that you think they're going to take there. So we'll see how close we can predict it. Um, I imagine we're going to be tremendously off. Uh, With that being said, though, I would like to give you the first overall pick with the Montreal Canadiens. Who do you think they're taking at one? Listen, I'm going to give Kent Hughes the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to play it boring. It's going to be Shane Wright. I just don't see them balking on this one. They're doing their due diligence. Like reports are coming out all the time like they're going at all three yeah. of those guys they're doing serious and, and, and that's what they should do yeah and as they should and i'm like which like causes a lot of uncertainty for people i i still think i would be shocked if it wasn't shane right it would be a dramatic dramatic thing we're gonna be in that city at a bar like we're gonna have to be careful well if it's not shane right it's riots right yeah like that's what i'm like because most people like, like yeah because like do you think like do you think that the draft being in Montreal factors into the decision they make. I, it shouldn't, but like it, it might. Like, <laughs> it, I, think it's like I, I, I agree. I don't think it should, but like it probably does. Like, well, here's my other thing. This is like my insider theory here, right? Is there's a lot of guys that I really like in that, like at, at the end of the top 10, right? That I think are like these super like high end guys who can like have potential to grow into something big. Like we've talked about it. Like, there's a good chance that the best player in this draft is not one of those names we've already said, right? So, like, the rumors like, oh, Kent Hughes is looking for another top 10 pick, another top 10 pick, like he's looking around. My thought is that they are looking for that because they want to take Shane Wright at one, but they also want to get that high-end talent as well. Like, they want that, like, that piece that, like, will get them excited, sell tickets, stuff like that. So they, it's, it's basically the safety net. Like Shane writes a safety net for it, but yeah. they actually have another piece of mind. That's my thought. Yeah, it's like, I, like they have another guy they really, really like, but you can't take him at one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think they've got another name in there, um, whether they get it or not. I think that would make them feel better about taking Shane Wright too. If they're lo- like, if it's the same way, where it's like, if I had another top, if I was picking like eight, I'd just take Shane Wright at one. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't need to swing for the fences with like your eggs on Koski at one with that like just take Shane and then then we'll go for like a guy that we like with some upside I like it but I'm gonna go Shane Wright no more waffling Shane Wright all right all right well number two New Jersey is as easy as it's gonna get for me Yurik Slavkovsky not only do I think he's a good player I personally don't think he's I actually don't think he's like the second best player in this draft but I think that's the best fit possible for him is in New Jersey with the centers they have he's gonna play with someone good someone with a high hockey IQ like Hughes or Heischer um, and I think he's going to thrive in that system and he's going to uh, make the guys around him better. Cause I think if he can be, you know, one of his big skill sets is his ability to retrieve pucks and battle on the boards. And I think being able to do that and get the puck to a guy like Hughes, I think is going to really help New Jersey. So I love the fit. Uh, so I'm not overthinking it. Yurik Slavkovsky to the devils. If he's there, Montreal takes him at one, no fucking idea, but assuming right goes one slash number two, no question. That's got to be the way, right? Like, yeah. I if, if right goes one, like it's it can't be much of a question at that yeah. point. But now, um, now we're gonna get a little fun. Arizona at three. 
Uh, Arizona's got a lot of draft picks. We're going to find out <laughs> super quickly. I'm looking through it. It's like, so in terms of like notable draft picks, it's three. And then they get a, a bit of a break. But then they go uh, 27, 32, 34, 36, 43, 45. Yeah, because we were doing so, we, we both did like a three round mock draft, right? And yeah. Because like when you're looking at teams and how you think they're going to take, you kind of look at like team need, like look at their prospect system, what do they want? But when you have this many picks, it's like you're gonna you're gonna fill the hole somewhere, like just best player available type deal, and just throw as many darts as the at the board. Team um, point span. Sorry, what'd you say? You cut out. Oh, sorry. They own six picks in a 19 pick span. Yeah, they own. That's a third of the picks. I don't think they're going to own all of them by the end of that, but. No, I imagine they're going to trade up or down or do that's, something. That's big time trade up bait yeah. for that. But regardless, Who's Coyotes. Uh, I think the Coyotes can swing in this. I'm going to go with Logan Cooley. I think that's a fun player that people can get behind at American as well. In there, I think the, that. That makes a lot of sense for me right there with Logan Cooley. Don't think they need to go too much. I, I know they're likely losing Chitrin uh, this year, so they could use the help of the back end, this defense, but that's okay. I think they're fine with Logan Cooley here. All right, I like it. Well, I'm on to Seattle. Not a great season for them. Don't have a ton of prospects in their system. Um, obviously, they got Matty Beniers last year, who I really like. This year, I think they should go uh, – I think I'll, I'll go with the defenseman. And personally, I, I think Simone Nemich is the best D in this draft. But I think uh, if given the opportunity, I think Seattle would take David Yurichek here. Oh, okay. I already had you taking Nemich. Fair enough. Well, it's not, I, like I would take Nemich, but I, I think I think Seattle, you know, just looking. Yeah, Yurichek is a complete player. Well, and it's just I look at the way they built their defense last year and some of the guys they got. Like, they got some big guys like Susie and Larson. Lexiak. Right, like they they went big and physical, so I think that might be the style of defense when they prefer. Now, if that's the case, David David Yurichek's a no brainer there over Simone Nemich. Um, I actually do. Yeah. Like the, I I do think David Yurichek actually brings more offense than he gets credit for from some people, and he seems like a guy who really wants to play that big physical game, and he just needs to develop a bit more physically um, to get there. But he has the desire to play that kind of rugged style and i think seattle is going to want that in their team so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with dave gear check yeah fair enough i like it um my pick here it's where it gets interesting with the flyers the flyers i always make it interesting bpa for me here is nemich but i don't think of nemich as a flyers type player i think (laughs) and your checks off the board now Oh, do I have some fun and go with the defense that we're all thinking of, or do <laughs> I avoid it? I'm going to avoid it. I'm going to give the Flyers the benefit of the doubt here. I'm going to, I'm going to give them Car- uh, Cutter Gautier. Okay. Although I would really like to see them take like Marco Casper here, or I, I think that could be a fun one. I think one of the one of the wingers. Like even yeah. Kemmer, Kemmel or Lakovamaki would be nice here too. I'm going to give him Cutter Gautier. But don't be surprised if the Flyers do some weird stuff with the fifth overall pick is my my yeah. thought. Well, because there is like that kind of like group of like five guys that everyone really likes and then it kind of gets, you know, a bit weird. But I would – I could absolutely see Philly doing something crazy. Wait, who'd you take with it? Uh, Cutter Gautier. 
Okay, I like it. I like it. You know, I mean, I'm not, I like a, big cut, I'm not I, a big Cutagoche I, fan, but like I think he's going to go high. Yeah. Um, I've got him, uh, got him listed there. All right. Well, now it gives me Columbus, right? Um, got to be. Got to be right. And it's like – Columbus is so – like because they could they, – they're, they're a weird team. They do some weird things sometimes, but I think – I don't think they're going to galaxy brain it. I think they're just going to take some own damage here. That's such a good fit, too. Yeah. And now I have designed this now. Like someone that much great popping great skater, right? I think he could be a little bit more refined, but so could every defenseman at this age. Um, and I think just raw tools um, that he brings, his willingness to to jump in offensively, um, I think could give, yeah, Columbus just that little bit of extra offense they haven't really had. I know they have Zach Wierenski there, who's a great defenseman. Um, but I think Simone Nemich in there would do wonders for Columbus uh, and uh, just be a really solid player for them in a couple of years. Uh, and I have designed this now. So you have number seven with your Ottawa Senators. I, I did figure you'd do that right away. So well, it was also that because I also didn't want number one <laughs> to explain why see, I went a certain way. Yeah. See, with all three of the guys that I would be really happy with, or all four of the guys, I should say, I'd be really happy with the sentence taken are all still on the board. With which is Kimmel, Savoie, Becca Maki, and Casper. That being said, I'm nervous that they are not going to choose either of the or any of these guys. Uh, once again, based on the rumors, based on what we've heard, the sense of the link to the Winnipeg Ice a lot, I think Matthew Savoie fits the bill here. I'd be curious. Yeah. He's a pure center. Um, everyone says, well, we got, we have center, it's not a big deal. Uh, I, don't think that we should rely on Shane Pinto to be a two C long term. Oh, no, good goodness, no! I think so. I I think the, like you said, you can never have enough prospects, right? Like, if all three of them turn out to be great, then awesome. There you go. You have three centers. Like that's that's awesome. Uh, the Mont or the good old Penguins had Crosby, Malkin, Jordan Stahl running down the middle. That's great. yeah. I don't. I, I think it'd be weird to complain about too many centers. Yeah, I, I don't see that as an issue. I think Maddie Savoie makes a lot of sense here if they keep the pick, and uh, they're rumored to acquire a top six uh, forward or top six winger anyway, so they're fine. Uh, I think Savoie's the correct pick here. All right, you're going Savoie, which leads me to Detroit. Um, it is tough because I, I think almost everyone's linking Marco Casper to Detroit here, uh, and he's a hard player to get a read on. Like really tough player to get a read on. Also, whoever is being linked to Detroit usually doesn't go to Detroit. Yeah, and so I want I want to go a really different direction here. I think you're gonna like it, but it will kind of mess things up. And just for the fun of it, like I also did my own mock draft. By the way, I do have them taking Casper, but I want to go a different direction here. I want to go off the board a little bit, which is what Detroit um, has done in the past uh, a couple of times, and it's worked out well for them. I'm gonna take Brad Lambert. I love it. What a pick. I knew you'd love that. I can see it happening, too. I can 100% see it happening. Well, that's right. I was like, it's not that much of a stretch. I like the fit there, too. Like, Well, Lambert's either going top 10 or he's going, like, end of the first round. Yeah, so I, I just figured, you know what, like, I, I think Detroit is absolutely the type to jump on Brad Lambert. I love it. I think it's a great pick. Yeah, because I think, I mean, he, he is such a tough player to get a read on. Like, his numbers aren't great. You watch him play, you can see the potential there. And it's like, how much do you fault him for the team? I imagine he comes over to the WHL next year. I predict 120 points in the dub next year uh, for him. 
That'd be so, so filthy if you play the dub. It's gonna be unfair. Yeah, so I, I, I'm I'm taking him there for Detroit. Why not? I love it. Uh, I got the Sabers then up yeah. next. Sabers are a fun one because they actually have a solid prospect pool to work with. Even like they, even with Jack Quinn also there. Yeah, and Jack Quinn just exists on that team, and they have a still pretty solid. I want to get their full before doing it. I just I'll pull them up real quick because uh, I want to make sure I get it correct. Let's see, because well, I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna take one of the winners, but still, uh, yeah, because you've got Cousins up the middle, Krabs, Jack Quinn exists. Uh, those are all playing in the end right now. Yeah, Paterka's coming up. Owen Power, obviously. Devin Levi on in that. Devin Levi, I, I think you got Darlene already. There we go. Um. I'm going to go with a winger. Which one do I want? I'm going to go with Lekker Maki here over Camel. This is really – no, I like it. I like it. I like John and Lekker Maki a lot. Great. Yeah, I think he fits shooter. what they And I think, yeah, for Buffalo. He fits them well. I can just see Lekker Maki in a Sabres jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that pick. Now, this leaves me at 10 with Anaheim, and we've discussed this because we both did mock drafts as well. Um, Love it. Anaheim, I would like to think they would go defenseman here. Here's the issue, though, is that they have two really good defensemen, young defensemen in Owen Zellweger, who they took uh, last year, who had a phenomenal D-plus one year, and they also have Jamie Drysdale. Those are two really good, small, undersized uh, defensemen who bring some offense, right, move the puck well. The issue is that a lot of the defensemen in this range, like Kevin Korchinski, and Denton Matichuk, and even, sure, Pavel Matunikov. Uh, those are all offensive D as well. I don't think that fits what Anaheim needs. So I think they're going to take a guy who's been rising all year. He's absolutely massive, and Owen Pickering. That's honestly – Swift current Broncos. I love the fit there. I don't I, – I'm, I'm like, that sure it's going to happen? Not entirely, but I could see it. Like, it's kind of a joke for us where it's like – like, like, oh, why would you reach that much? But at the same time, it totally would happen. And at the end of the day, it's not that bad of a pick. No, I like Owen Pickering. Right? <laughs> yeah, like, it, I'm, it's a pretty decent reach, but I think the fit is fantastic. Yeah, and there's just this cluster. Like, there's a lot of, like, it's hard to separate guys in different tiers here. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'll, I'll go Owen Pickering for the Anaheim Ducks. I got the Sharks. I'm going to keep it simple. I'm not even going to second guess it. Sharks take Kemmel. He's fallen so far already. Like the winger fit. We'll go with that. Okay. I like it. I like Well, I, I like it. I don't like it. I like it. I don't like it because I was going to take Kemmel with the Columbus pick because I like the fit there. Um, oh, of course, yeah. But in San Jose, you know, I think it's good. They do have another good uh, a good player in uh, Eklund who they got last year. Um, so they got some prospects on the way. They'll rebuild. Um so I think that's a solid pick for them. I, I think I had Korchinski going to them. Yeah, um, that's fair too. They could but use now, but the now with Columbus, because Columbus has now taken Simone Nemich with uh, my pick. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would go Kevin Korchinski here, but I won't because in theory they've already taken a defenseman. Um, and I'm basing this solely on they took Ken Johnson last year. Yes. They and like so, fun. Yeah. So if they want fun, I'm going to take Frank Nazar. Good pick. 
Yes. Because if they're if they're gonna put a premium on, on skill like that, and I, I agree with it, and I think they should. Um, yeah, I, I I like Frank Nazar there, good old American boy. I love it. Um, when we tweet this out after, it's gonna get some weird reactions. I'm gonna love it. Oh, I know. Um, That's what it's all about. I'll have to make a graph. Okay, thirteen Islanders. Ooh, what could they? They use some help with. What do you think? Um, Everything offense. I mean, offense, yeah, but they play boring. But uh, do they now? They don't have Barry Trotz. Who knows what they, they don't have? Barry Trotz. We don't know what they're gonna be like. Um, they still got some talent up there. I don't want to give them another defender. Um, let's go. See, they're, yeah, it's the tough line, but I'm used to the old regime, so I would have picked someone, like, defensive. I'm just going to there with it. Um, I'm curious about this one. I just want to see what their list – I should have prepped before this. With it, I should have known. Um, if they have – I think they have. I'm going to lean one way. Let me just check. Who did you like? Yeah, who who are you um, thinking? Their decor it's older and it's not great, but it's like it's fine. No, Dobson's yeah. young and like Pollock and Pollock are decent. They just don't have much depth in that position. Like that, uh, like coming up the pipeline here. Um, they, they don't have much depth anywhere. They took see, they took Rotti last year as well too. So that like shows they're they're not afraid to take the faller. In some cases as well, uh, I'm going to add to their forward depth. I think he he actually plays really well with what they have now uh, with it, and I'm going to go with Marco Casper. Ooh, I think that'll be a fun little addition to the to the Islanders. Yeah, I'll I mean, take him, but I I like I like the fit. I think it's a cool no, fit. I'll take you guy. I like it. I, I actually I, I like the fit of Casper there. Uh, tenacious guy, right? He's got some skill. That's what I mean. I, I think he fits what they are right now. Who knows what it changes to, but I think he fits yeah, pretty well. Yeah, no, I think that's really solid. Um, that leaves me with Winnipeg. This one, to me, it's a slam dunk. I'm taking Denton Matichuk. Easy pick, right? Number one. He played in Moose Jaw, which is essentially a smaller version of Winnipeg. Um, they could use... He's going to the big city. Yeah, that is the going to Moose Jaw to Winnipeg. That's the dream for everyone in Moose Jaw. Uh, I think that's a, a a good pick for Winnipeg. I like the fit a lot there. Uh, WHL guy. I think Winnipeg can use some defensemen. Um, they have a couple guys that are decent at moving the puck, but I think uh, Denton Matichuk. I think he just brings that element a lot more than some of the guys they have, and he can quarterback a power play. He's shifty, uh, undersized, but I don't think that'll matter to Winnipeg, so I think they go with Benton Matichuk. All right, I get the easiest pick of the day. Vancouver Canucks will be selecting Liam Ogren. There's like it's so automatic. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be Ogren or Osland, right? I'm gonna go with the one I like better for now, but I think I think Ogren. That's gotta be. If it's if it's Osland, I get it too, but like seems pretty light. All right, all right. I like it. Well, this back with Buffalo again, right? Um, so you had them taking Lecker Mackey. So 
I will I will make this easy and I would say Buffalo thinks that like after taking a forward they'll go defenseman they'll take Kevin Korchinski. He's got decent size so far. Yeah, like that. I think that's a like if that's your top two picks. I think that's a really good class for Buffalo. I think Kevin Korchinski uh, brings a bit of everything. He's got decent size, moves the puck well. Um, I really twenty eight coming up too. I know, right? Like the picks just don't stop coming for some of these teams. Uh, but I think I think Kevin Korchinski, if he if he's there that pick, I think Buffalo should should jump on it and grab him. Not for sure. All right, uh, Nashville. Nashville. I had them taking Korchinski. I think I'll go. What do the Preds have for defensive options? Not, I feel like it's a, like other than they're obviously NHL ready dudes. I don't think they have much because they've taken Tomasino. They've taken Tolvanen. in. Yeah, I'm kind of – well, I mean, they just caught Ryan McDonough just loading it up on the back end for us. Uh, I think the Preds for the most part are fine defensively. I don't think they need another one. Um, I want to go with one of these NTP, NTDP kids oh. uh, with it. I I like them a lot. I think they're all – I think if they're going the way that they usually do – I'm going to go Jimmy Snugred. Ooh. That's going to go with here. Okay, bit of a reach for the guys, but I think it's a I think it's a fun pick that they're gonna and they're gonna really like this dude a lot. Yeah, no, he, he he's a good player, Jimmy Jimmy Smagarad. He brings, um, yeah, I think he'll be a popular pick for them. Uh, that leaves me with with Dallas, and to me, there's a guy who some people are high on, some people are not. You can make the argument he's fallen a bit. Uh, I'm gonna take Connor Geeky for Dallas. Yes, I know My you're. Guy. I know you, I know you're a big fan. Well, Dallas just got the best player in the draft right there. Well, he is. He's really big. I actually don't think. I think because he's so big, people kind of write him off a bit as like, oh, he doesn't bring that much offense, right? Or he doesn't have that much skill. I, I think he's got a good amount of both those things. Once he gets up to his top speed, he can fly. Um, so I think for Dallas, another team with a, with a new coach, so maybe a different direction. Um, but I think that it's a good fit with some of their younger players they got there. Sure. I'm liking, so at the wild here at the next one. So keep in mind, they acquired this pick from the Kings and along with Brock Faber. So I'm liking that they added their D man. I'm going to add a forward with them. I get one of my one of my low key favorites here, I, okay. Jagger Fergus. Yes, great pick. I think that's a fun addition to the Wild, and, and especially because historically yeah. Minnesota's been so boring to watch until Kaprizov showed up. So I, oh, yeah. I agree, double down on the fun. Um, I think he'd play really well with Matt Boldy. Yeah. Um, I'd like the fifth there. So I, I'm a big Jagger Fergus guy. I think that's an excellent pick, and could absolutely see him with the Minnesota Wild. Um, that leaves you with Washington. There's two guys I'm thinking here for Washington. One's a D, one's a, one's a forward. What do you think they'd need more? Mm, they've got a couple young D men. Uh, like Obviously, they still got John Carlson patrolling. Um, I would maybe go D here. All right. I'll, 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 I'll go with that then, and I'm going to take Pavel Matunikov. I like the fit. I like it here. 
It was either going to be him or it was going to be Yuri Kulich. Well, they have the younger dudes. Like you got Benson Mario, Alexander Alexia. Like they have a couple guys who can push their lineup, but I think they could use some depth in that position. Yeah, it never hurts. Like none of those guys are sure things. And like everyone else except for Martin Feherbari. Incredible pronunciation. That. Uh, forget who I, uh, I yeah, don't really know that, but he's your only defenseman under 30 on their active roster. So yeah, so I think I didn't get another one in there. Yeah, fair enough. Um, next up is the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are fun because they have an interesting pool here. I think, like, everyone can always use a forward, right? Yeah. You can always use one. They've got decent defense score I would like to yeah I'd like to give like kind of bolster their process I think they just go BPA I don't think they have too much uh, I don't think they need to think too much about it you took Mintikov at the last one right yeah I'm gonna see that yeah the pens they're fun for this because I can go and take a risk here with it and take one of these Russians but I'm gonna avoid it actually uh, I'm gonna go with David Goyet to the Pens here. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you just say that was your best player available? Oh yeah, BBA. Wow, we are. There will be conversations after this. No, I went with them. There's a couple other guys I like that I just don't. Uh, I don't quite know with that. No, it's not actually BPA, but I think it's a it's a pretty solid fit for it. But there's a couple of the guys that I think think they might shoot on as well. Like one of the NTDP defensemen could be an interesting fit for them too. Yeah, like like get like Lane Hudson through the door. Yeah, something like that. Um, they could go a lot of different ways, but a lot of different ways they could go. All right, I think that's solid. Um, that leaves me with uh, Anaheim. Yeah. So um, if I know Anaheim, and I think I do, uh, they've gone Owen Pickering up front. To me, this guy just screams. Anaheim Duck. Nathan Goucher from the queue. He's big. He's physical. That's it. That's so good, too. Right? Like, to me, he's the next Maxime Comtois. I think he's a solid player, to be fair. I think he's downright fine. I don't think he's the best player here. I would not take him, but I see the fit tremendously there with Anaheim. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Well, then we got... The blue. So I originally in my mock have taken Connor Kiki because, like, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, same thing. Um, with the blues, they, uh, I don't want to galaxy brain it too much with them. I think they've got a solid roster as is. They're pretty comfortable with their team. Um, I like a lot of their current forward roster. Like, I don't know how much I'd want to bolster that. But they also have, like, Perunovic on the back end, who's coming up to the ranks. They have a lot of road A lot of guys have committed term and money to. Yeah, it's an interesting kind of mix. Um, you know what? I'm going to go D. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bolster. I'm going to give them a fun defense. Or a fun defense, but let's go Lane Hudson. Oh, okay. All right. I like that. He has drawn off some comparisons to uh, Tory Krug, who they got there in St. Louis. So, 
I think I think that's pretty solid. Um, for me, that leaves me in Minnesota. At this stage of the draft, I kind of just go with, can I see this player wearing this team's jersey? And it typically doesn't work out that well. But for Minnesota here, I'm going to go with Philip Massar. Ooh, fun. Because fun player. to me, he just screams Minnesota Wild. Well, yeah, 100%, right? Yeah. Like Philip Massar. Oh, they, they got a fun – like, yeah, so they got Massar, Fergus, and Faber, essentially, so far. Because Faber was a couple – was in that trade. Yeah. And only going up Kevin Fiala so far. I like it. I like it. Um, 25. I think the least are one of the teams that aren't going to hesitate on a Russian falling, so I'm just going to give them to Neil Yurov. Yeah, I could have seen that one coming. I, I, I would have done the exact same. Um, top top 15 talent. Get them there for the Leafs. It's about about on brand for them. Um, that was you in Montreal. Second pick. They've got Shane Wright. I'll go defenseman for Montreal here. And a guy I don't really like that much, but I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to give them Ryan Chesley. And I, I just, I think that's kind of their brand. They've taken some college guys before, like with uh, Ryan Paling. I think we can all agree that that's worked out tremendously well for them. So uh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go Ryan Chesley. I like it. Now we've got the Coyotes here. Coyotes after taking Logan Cooley. Get the D-man in here. Let's go with the big man here, Mateus Havlid. Ooh. I think he's fun. I think he fits the kind of the modern style they want here there in Arizona. I think it's a good pick. Interesting. So I, I have, because I'm looking at my mock draft now that I've done for myself personally, I have the Coyotes taking Havlid in the second round. You have, a, you have Havlid dropping that far, eh? Yeah, I do. Oh, they start wearing the second round. With, with their like first pick in the second round, thirty. Oh, so thirty-four. Okay, so it's not like I didn't drop him like tremendously. Yeah, okay. I, I just, I, you know, they they have so many picks. You know, roll the dice on one. Yeah. Uh, this gives me Buffalo. Uh, I will actually, I'll trade you, Justin, this pick for the next one, so you can pick for your Oilers after this. All right, for Oilers, my if second you, team. All right, all right, I'll let you pick for Buffalo then. Yeah, if you want the Oilers, um, I'll go. Yeah, for Buffalo. So they've currently got Yurchek and Goucher. No, sorry. I'm, I'm looking at my side, sir. I, I've got two columns here with this. Uh, the Sabres have – sorry, Lekomaki. And Korchinski. Korchinski, sorry. I've, I've got two columns going here, so they're all over the place. So they went forward MD. I think Korchinski super – oh, you know what's you know, kind of fun? It's not fun, but I, I, I don't like the player that much, but I think it's a decent, decent idea. Or I think they double down on the defense here, try to get a more physical dude, guy that's like big and help him out. Oh, my uh, goodness. They're going to take Leanne Bichelle. Oh, I know that. I spared you. I spared you. <laughs> I know that you, neither of us are big Leanne Bichelle fans. I can't understand why people like him. No disrespect to him, obviously, because he's very big. But I don't think he's that solid a player. Um, I appreciate you taking him off the board for me, 
so I didn't have to do that. I really was hoping that you didn't swap picks with me only to take the guy I wanted to take for Edmonton. Um, if Edmonton looks like they're, you know, they, 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 they've gone forward recently with their picks. Um, I would like them to take a D, but there just really isn't one in this range. Uh, kind of the way this has played out. Um, unless like people like Seamus Casey, but I'm going to pass on that and I'm going to go with, uh, they would also be another team to take the fall. So I'm going to take even Miro Shinchenko. Ooh. Now, I want to preface this. If this is the way the draft played out, I would very much, if I was an Oilers fan, I would want them to take Liam Ogren. Oh, yeah. But but if I'm going off of what I think they would do, if this is how it played out, I think they would take Ivan Miroshenchenko because Ken Holland would be the guy to, to roll the dice on a Russian like that. Fair enough. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you take okay. You take the Jets as well, then, and then we'll go back to order. All right. Well, then, Winnipeg. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go Seamus Casey, the guy I just slandered. Seamus Casey, the thirty. Okay. He's North American, so you know the scouts will love that. Yeah. Well, he's in Winnipeg. Yeah. So the Jets ended up taking Denton, and Seamus. Seamus. Okay. Yeah, I'm I like it. They've just drafted their yeah. So with my final pick of the first round here, I've got the Tampa Bay Lightning, who they're they're. I, what do you need, right? Like they've got. There's not a lot of needs. I think if you really want, also be a team that's faller, but I also see them being a team that plays boring, and like does a boring pick with this. So there's two options here. I'm going to personally give my guy some love, but before I do it, I'm going to um, I'm going to say that I think that Reed Schaefer would go here. Okay. I think that would be if they went forward. Reed Schaefer, um, hardworking big guy, good fit for them. I think they're going to go defense, and there's one defenseman left that fits the modern, just oh my physical. Huge wingspan, the best defenseman available after Simon Nemec. And it is Noah Warren of the Gatineau Olympics. And they, I honestly would not be surprised if this actually happened. I would, I mean, actually, you know they just they trade away Ryan McDonough. Noah Warren, 6'5 with a 6'10 wingspan. You know, it's just built different, if you ask me. Uh, I like him a lot. Um, I think that'd be an all right pick for Tampa Bay, um, which is a shame because I want them to do poorly. Um, and I, if I was Arizona, like I, I'm like with the last pick here, Reed Schaefer, like is a really interesting name to me, but I'm going to go best player available for Arizona. I'll take Liam Ogren. Good idea. Yeah. I like that. Just cause. Um, oh wait, Liam Ogren or Noah Osland? Oh, you took already, Liam Ogren. I'm thinking. I already took Liam Osland. Then I'm thinking, Noah I'm thinking Noah Osland. Was I that... actually have them taking Noah Osland at this pick, too. Really? Yeah, my mock. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, well, um, that does it for our mock draft. I'm going to do a quick ad read, and then we'll get into uh, who the Panthers could target with the picks that they have in this draft. Um, all their picks are pretty late. So uh, a lot of the big names I've just kind of talked about, like none of these guys are going to be there. Um that's just the reality of it. So we will 
uh, I'll get into the ad read and then we'll get right into it. So the action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. And if it doesn't win, you get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting odds, betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, Jacob, Florida Panthers. Obviously, going into this draft, they don't have a lot of picks. I don't see them acquiring any picks. I don't see them trading down. I see them just kind of picking players with what they got, essentially. Do you kind of see it the same? Oh, sorry. I was muted. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't, think they're gonna have, I don't think they're going to have crazy, like a, a crazy complicated draft here. I, uh, I would like to see them. Yeah, I, I think if they hold for the most part, they're fine here. There doesn't need to be anything crazy, right? Like they can they can go out and just like find their guys within the range. I I obviously am a fan of taking the faller if it's possible, uh, but if it's not, then this what it is uh, with that. But yeah, that's that's what I'm going with in this case. In terms of uh, a team need, like do, do you think there's anything the Panthers should look to target? Um, I wouldn't mind them adding another big defensive prospect if they can get one. Um, I think that would help them a little bit with uh, nothing like, yeah, I, I think I'd go with that. I think they've got a lot of offensive options here. A lot of guys coming through the pipeline. Um, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do for them, but yeah, it could go a lot of different ways. But... Yeah. Like it, it's really tough to tell because you just, especially with later picks, like you don't know who's going to be there. Like we've done our rankings. We've done our top hundred and there are going to be guys in our, our top, our personal top 100s that go undrafted that are going to be available for, for the Panthers to pick. Um, if I'm the Panthers, I think my strategy here is I want to take at least like, they, so to break it down, they've got six picks. They got 93, 125, 157, 186, 189, and 221. So six picks, I think they need to take at least three defensemen with these picks because yeah. they, they need to bolster their defensive system. And I think, especially with guys that are going to be going this late, like they're, they're, there's a lot of uncertainty around them, right? That's why they're going to be available there. So I think you just got to throw as many darts at the board. Um, at 93, with the 93rd pick, who, who are some names you would like for them to target if they're around? Um, so I'm looking at a uh, problem with mock draft just to give me a reference of some guys that he thinks are going to be in the range. Because reality, like we can say it and like, Half our guys could be gone, right? By that moment, um, I'd be looking. He has Servac Petrovsky from Owen Sound going, who I like, but again, like I, I would lean defenseman at first. Um, just some like some guys if they fall. Like I would like 
see Michael Bushner from Guelph in this spot. I think he's a fun pick. Um, I think he's got a lot to offer for them. If there's guys, yeah, looking looking around, it's not going to be anything super pretty, right? Like uh, if they're looking just for solid as well, moving forward, Jeremy Langlois, I like that as well. Um, I doubt Isaiah George is there. If Isaiah George is there, I'd jump at that. Yeah, I think he's going to be gone at that point. But if Isaiah George happens to be there, I don't mind it. Um, and then, of course, if there's a Russian faller, go for it, such well, as your guy, Artem Dutta. I was about to mention Artem Dutta because I love Artem Dutta. I think he's phenomenal. He does play for CSK's team. So it's going to tank his draft stock. He's, he's really projected to go in like the 70 to 100 range, right? Personally, I think he's a first-round talent. Um, and I know I'm like the only person who holds that opinion and that's fine, but I love Artem Dutta. I think he would fit so well with the Panthers. Um, he's got a great shot. He's got really good offensive instincts. He had a great year in the MHL and it's not a very watched league. It's hard to kind of get video on guys to see what they are. So I think he's falling a bit under the radar just because it's probably been a bit difficult to get viewings of him. Um, but he's a left shot D offense his defense isn't bad it could be better but again that can come with age um i can see him falling because of the russian factor so i'm if he's there i'm jumping on it 100 um, that's more than fair other other deep defensive players i look for in this range uh thomas hamara uh the defenseman yeah um, if he's there yeah. if he's there he's been on your side uh a guy i think uh you like as well and he'd probably be around in this range uh spencer sova uh, from yeah, the from Erie Erie. Otters. Yeah. Um, he played uh, yeah, on the Erie Otters with uh, Christian Cairo, who's Christian Cairo. left ahead of him and become the more prominent prospect. He had a terrific offensive year. Spencer Sova, um, he just plays a really clean, consistent uh, two-way game. Um, it's nothing flashy. Uh, and so I think, yeah, he would be a, a good pick there as well. And then in terms of if you want to go forward here, like maybe Dylan James or uh, who I know is a guy you like. Oh, my guy. I, I know you really like Dylan James from the USHL. If he's still there at 93, um, I'd look at that. And then another guy, if he's there, uh, Jordan Gustafson from the WHL, uh, who I think is a terrific player. He's an undersized forward. Um, so if they do go that direction, those are two maybe names uh, that might be on the board potentially. Yeah, I, uh, I've got a couple inside sources for Dylan James here. One of the uh, one of the guys who works with Sioux City actually is in his club. Um, is obviously there's a ton of bias with that, but okay. he absolutely loves Dylan James and says that he's like every single intangible you could possibly need. He has, and then just in terms of the way he plays the game, it's like this kid's gonna be a stud. He's gonna be like a, a, he's a he said he's pretty much a guaranteed NHLer, and then for anything else on top of that is gravy. Yeah, and so I think if, if you can get a guaranteed NHL around there, yeah, you got to do it. For sure. Next up is one twenty-five. Next up is one twenty-five. See, so, this is, this is the range that we're talking like. <laughs> who the heck knows what's going to be happening in these spots? Um, the one guy, so Corey Promen has them taking Cole Knubel, Mike Knubel's kid. I know you're a big Cole Knubel guy. I, I can get behind that. It's a, it's, again, it's the same thing as Dylan James. Just plays the game, hash, like, uh, trademark this the right way. 
Yeah, we're working, on, we're working on the trademark for the right way. Yeah, um, he plays the game the right way. Um, but, no, he, he's a solid guy. Big big frame, works hard. Like I, I think it's a good pick here. I also like Michael Milne. They went with him for, for Winnipeg. That'd be fun. But yeah. those are all forwards. Like, see, the thing with, like, at this point, like, we discussed the D prospects and everything. Like, it, it gets very broad because, like, um, oh, who are we saying? Um, Spencer Silva in, in this break, in this break, 114. So, like, they could very well get him with their fourth round pick. Yeah. If they wanted, like, you can go. It's kind of all over the place. It's more like who do we like in the deep end of the draft. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so tough to kind of predict who to target at these picks because there is just so much variety. Like, there's guys, I'm looking at one, I'm looking at draftprospectshockey.com doing like a mock draft um, in the range, like a couple of guys, like I would like in terms of defenseman, Jace Weir from uh, the yeah. Red Rebels. Uh, he's a big physical defenseman. So if the Panthers are looking for a bit of sandpaper, kind of a Ben Sherratt type um, or kind of similar to John Ludwig, he didn't put up great offense, but I think uh, he can definitely grow in that regard. Um, in terms of forwards, I got a couple forward names that they're saying would be around at 125, I don't think they necessarily would be, but if they are, I would jump at it. And one's Devin Kaplan, uh, who Ooh, played I like Devin Kaplan. at the USNTDP. He's a he's a big winger, um, big right shot winger, power forward type guy, and I think he was just kind of overshadowed by some of the bigger names in that program. And I think with you know more of an opportunity, I think he could really thrive, especially in this range. And another guy. He's a right winger as well. I don't think he's available here, but if he is, I'm jumping at it. Uh, Nicholas Moldenhauer from the Chicago Steel. I heard I heard from a source that he had mono this year. Yeah, so he had mono this year, and I have a theory that if a player gets mono in their draft year, they're absolutely going to outperform where they get drafted and that the mono sewered them. And the only evidence I really have to back that up is Timothy Liljegren in Toronto and Oscar... Shill, uh, Shillington in Calgary and both those guys have far I think outperformed their draft slots so uh, Nicholas Molnauer he had mono slow start theory gets in there above a point per game with the Chicago Steel where Mackie Samoskiewicz played um, brings a lot of skill win face-offs do a lot for you so I'm a big Nick Molnauer guy but I don't know if he's there yeah it might be a tough I, he could be there to be fair yeah, so, this mock drafts also tell me that Christian Cairo could be around, and like if he is, yeah, jump on it, but I doubt it. But yeah, he's been rising across the board, including NHL Central Scouting, and that's usually like, although it seems weird, it is usually like a pretty reliable source for where they're actually going to end up going. Yeah, other than that, like forwards, it's really tough. I like Jake Carabella, he's close to our fifth round pick, 157. Yeah, okay, like let's move, yeah, we'll move on to 157. Who do you like there? Well, it's mostly just guys at this point. Like, who do we like late in the rounds? <laughs> yeah, like, really, these last, like, yeah, these last four. Yeah. Picks, like, these yeah. Guys, it's a mess. Yeah, Jake Carabella. I like him a lot. I think he'd be fun. Um, the Russian dude, so Ruslan Gazazov had a great year in London. Um, he is Russian, but he... I, well, it's not the same Russian. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he lives in North America still. I could be incorrect. That he might have gone home when yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in. yeah. I would say that's probably our guy for it. And then yeah, you look down the list more like Jake Furlong. I was I was I was about to mention Jake Furlong because I don't know if Panthers fans remember, but there was a few years ago where late in the draft the Panthers selected 
you know, this kind of middling defenseman from the Halifax Mooseheads. Moose it turned into Mackenzie Weger. Turned out to be an excellent pick, a great player for the Panthers, and then eventual playoff villain. But why not go down that path again and look at Jake Furlong? Exactly. Exactly. I think I think he's a great defenseman. I think he's a great fit, and he'll probably go later than he slotted. Um, I also just have a list of names right now, and I got another guy who's just catching my eye, and I don't know if he's good or not. I haven't watched him play. But Raul Yakupov, Neil Yakupov's cousin. Oh. Could Interesting. Now, okay, sorry to, to – yeah. I see it. Now, also, side note here. Maybe you can correct this. Connor McLennan. I thought he was drafted. No, he was drafted and they didn't sign him. Is he draft eligible again then? Yes. It's it's exactly what happened. Um, do you remember I think it was the 2012 or 2013 draft? Uh, I think it was Colorado. They drafted Connor Brickley in the first round and then never signed him and he went back into the draft two years later. Because that's what that's what's happened to yeah. that's what's happened to Connor McLennan. Which is weird because he had a good year. Yeah, I yeah, because he slotted in as the Panthers on the mock mock draft as pick one eighty six. I would hop on that. Yeah, I would too. Doesn't matter if he's a couple years older. Like I think that's kind of what you want, to be honest. Yeah, you know that this guy's pretty good. I that's weird. I don't know why they would do that. Yeah. Um but, okay. In terms of uh other play, I'm trying to think of like Another defenseman, another defenseman I like is Jake Livenage, who would be available late, smaller, puck-moving defenseman. Like, not exactly what the Panthers need, but I just think a good player. Uh, you know, again, yeah, maybe not the best fit, but why not, you know, swing late on potential? Um, I like uh, Otto Salvin. You like Finland. Okay. It's not a huge guy either, but I think he brings a lot. in terms. Yeah, like the same deal as Jake Livenage, like the puck-moving guy. Uh, yeah, like, like evaluate. Yeah. Um, in terms of if I'm looking late at a guy and I'm drafting solely based on name, there's Zam Plant, a uh, German international who played high school hockey in the U.S. That's a fun name. So that's a really fun name. Uh, another fun name I would also look at, I just saw him here, Boston Buckberger. That's a sick name. Left shot defenseman from the Brooks of Bandits. Five foot. That away. is sick. That's that's a great name. What Boston Buckburner? Buckburger. Buckburger. Hold on, let me find this guy. Playing for He's an OA. Yeah, already love it. Defenseman 5'11. No offense. 31 points in 59 HHL games. <laughs> but he's going to Wisconsin next year. Yeah. That's sick. That's sick. Someone's got to draft this guy. Yeah, right? Just based on name alone. And I think when you get late, like, there, there's some really good names in this draft. I will give it that. Just looking at this list. Um, sure. The last player I want to talk about, I think a guy who will, if I had to bet, if he gets drafted, it's the Panthers that draft him. Casper Lundell. 
Anton's brother. Anton's younger brother. I think they got to do it. Like he's obviously nowhere close to as good as his brother, but he's still fine. Yeah, take him. Who cares? It's not unreasonable. I've seen worse draft picks, so I would lo- I would love to see them do that. Florida's the fifth last pick in the draft. You can take him two twenty one. Yeah, right. Like there's so many late picks. It's so hard to kind of. Uh, yeah, it's. I think he's the perfect pick. I really do. And so if I had to bet, if I had to bet money on team drafting a player, I would bet on him going to the Florida Panthers. They have. Yeah, I'd have a good payout for you. Yeah, same thing. Like remember last year, like the Coyotes drafted like Josh Doan, and then the Blackhawks were like, "Oh, we're going to take Kirby Doc's brother," you know, and like teams were just going out of their way to draft family. I say the Panthers jump in on that this year. Oh yeah, you got it right. Got to keep them happy. Yeah. But we will see. It's going to be uh, a really fun couple of days we got coming up in Montreal. We're excited to film it and get uh, the live blog going. So looking forward to that. Uh, but that does it for this one. Thank you so much to everyone tuning in, listening. We appreciate it as always. And we'll be back next Monday with a brand new episode. And we'll see you all then. Back up.